welcome to the Inspired Writing Podcast. I'm your host, Beth Lauren Parrish. In this podcast, I'd love to share with you an interview I did with Dee Wesley. Dee Wesley, N.D., ESMT, is an equine body worker who has studied natural healing principles since the late 1980s. Retired from a successful human career working with sports medicine chiropractors, she gravitated towards Strictly Equine in 2005. Integrating bodywork and therapies such as nutrition, light therapy, and exercises is specific to each individual in all disciplines. In a rehabilitation scenario, a physical therapy program, controlled exercise, stretching, and even nutrition is often prescribed by sports medicine specialists. Many things can be done at home to help muscle groups gain strength and flexibility for correct biomechanical movements. This is a complement to, and never a replacement for, veterinary medicine. The prompt intervention of other equine professionals may be suggested. Most often, this is a team effort between the owner, trainer, instructor, vet, and farrier. Dee says, The first horse I massaged exhibited such an incredible response, changing before my eyes. Like humans, how many horses adapt to pain? My goal is to help the horse and rider achieve all that is possible. True horsepower, from my fingertips to yours. Let's get to the interview, and I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. Hey, everyone. This is Beth Lauren Parrish with Inspired Riding, and I have today the privilege to interview the wonderful Dee Wesley, and she is an amazing body worker. She actually happens to work on my horses. So welcome, Dee. Thank you so much for being here. Good morning. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. So I would love to just ask you a little bit about how you got started doing your body work and what inspired you to do that. Oh, wow. Well, um, I, sort, I, I fell into body work, actually. Um, I was uh, studying for a naturopathic degree, and it was an online thing that I was doing. And part of the naturopathic studies is body work reflexology, energy work, acupressure, you know, things like that. And um, as most people do, we gravitate toward one thing. And body work just really, really spoke to me because it was so immediate. Um, it was reflexology that actually got me into pursuing the ND. Um, and then, of course, you know, getting my certifications as an herbalist and things like that. Um, so I do have that certification. I don't practice. I'm not a medical professional. I am a lay person. Over the years, they have changed the designation um, for a naturopathic doctor, but um, that is my certification from way back in the 90s. Anyhow, so as I, as, as I grew into this body work that I so enjoyed with people, I found people who were involved with horses, and of course, they ask you questions, and I was like, well, let's see. And lo and behold... The horses responded so much quicker, not necessarily easier, but quicker than humans. And um, 
So as life evolved, I was doing humans and I was doing horses. And I have a saying that, you know, people make me crazy and horses make me happy. <laughs> so years ago, I decided to go strictly with horses. And here I am ever, you know, always searching, always learning, always applying different things. I have a very, very, very unique style um, of body work. That's beautiful. And that actually brings me to my second question. I wanted to know what makes your work unique? I guess it's the experience of learning. Of course, I've always been an avid horse person. And I always knew that, you know, with training, you have to have more time than the horse. And with body work, you can't put it in a box because just like people, horses are individuals. They all still have baggage. Um, sometimes they want to um, show you what they've got and sometimes they don't. And in order for me to be effective, I have to wait. I have to listen. I have to read. I have to accept. And then I have to, for some of the, I get called out for, um, yeah, I'm a specialist with red mares, you know, go figure. I'm really good with stallions. Um, and it's the energy. And I have learned over the years to bring my energy way low and just open myself up and let that horse direct me as to what they need. And then I just pull whatever tool out of my toolbox that I, that I have. That's beautiful. Now, is that something that you had to learn with your energy or did it come to you intuitively? Um, I believe it came to me intuitively, although I didn't recognize it. All I did recognize was the fact that I have, I have always had the ability to back when we were training our own horses or, or, you know, working with somebody else, um, I would make sure that I had more time. And that's an intuitive thing that the more time you take, the lower your energy can be, the more you can give and the more you can receive. So, um, experience intuitive. Um, yeah, I think everybody has the ability to slow down. Nobody has the want to to slow down. They want to put it, this is a one hour session and I'm going to do what I do. And when I first meet a client, I tell them, this is not something that I do to your horse. This is something that I do with your horse. And of course, then you have to continue this on in between visits. If you have me back again, if you use somebody else, it's, I teach the owner as well, what to do with their horses. If it's nothing more than just slowing down and breathing. Oh, so beautiful. And that's exactly what I encourage all of my clients to do as well. I know. I watch your, you know, I'm in your group. And of course, I know you personally. Um, but the, that is the most critical thing to do is to breathe. And there's a whole lot of biomechanical changes that happen in your body. Um, for instance, when you slow down and breathe and you are conscious of your breathing, your rib cage starts to become free. And if you will recall our last session with Mr. Pepper, uh, we talked about his rib cage and talked about people and horses who are, they're, they're tight and they're, they're restricted. And the, the more you can breathe and the more you can let loose, the lighter you can get. And that is good for you riding your horse. And that is especially good for your horse taking you wherever you want to go. It's just wonderful, isn't it? 
It, it is. I, I can, you know, I can go on and on and, and um, you've seen me in person. So, you know, the hands, fly, the, the passion goes and the voice gets louder. And, and because it, it, when that light bulb went off for me, that most horses, I don't care what discipline you are in. I don't, it doesn't matter. If you cannot breathe, you cannot perform. Whether you're an athlete or you're only taking a little 10-minute walk bareback through the woods, you still have to be able to breathe. Absolutely. Now, do you have any specific breathing techniques that you advise people to do? If some of the people that are listening to this are not horse people and they just want to be, they want to, they were aspiring to be or whatever, this is what I did with the, with the uh, people that I worked with in human body work. And I would tell them every time you come to a stop sign, or red light, consciously breathe. And you would be amazed at the people who were such shallow breathers that would say, just that one minute of breathing kind of made a better day for me. They didn't know the why and what was happening. The body was being oxygenated and all the things that happened. They didn't realize what was happening, but it was, and they were seeing things more clearly. Um, so yes, so every opportunity that you have, and if you can make it a mindful thing first thing in the morning, last thing you do before you go to bed and, and sprinkle it, your word sprinkle, I love that sprinkle, but sprinkle throughout the day, the more often you do that, the more natural that becomes to be a habit of this is the way that I live now. I, I'm clearer, I'm fuller, I'm lighter. Um, I don't know. It's breathing and drinking water are, are my two favorite things to tell people to do. Oh, that's so good. And I really love that you have a specific visual bookmark for people at a stop sign or a stop light. And let's say if people are at home and maybe not working, driving around, you could say something like, well, maybe you even want to just set your phone alarm every hour and have it play some kind of music to say, okay, it's time to breathe. Oh, that would be great. Like, like a ringtone. Yeah. Breathe exactly. in tones. Oh, yeah, see? <laughs> Here we go. This is something new. We can, we can put that out there and, and see how many people respond to it, what music they use to breathe to. Yes, and it, it's also fun to change it up. So maybe each morning you go, okay, this is the music I want to hear today, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fun. That's fun. Here's, a, here's an interesting thing that I used to do tell people too, because they would say that, that doing the homework with horses and, and these stretches and Things that I haven't, it's boring. And I would tell them, play music. Oh, that's so good. Yes. Because they're listening to the music. That's all they're doing is listening to, their, to the music. They're not entirely mindful with their horse, but they are pretty mindful with their horse. But it helps the time to pass, and it doesn't make it so boring. You know, any kind of music. I happen to, I happen to like um, classical guitar, and I will get these sometimes in the back of my head even when i'm working with a horse that that may be a little difficult and i'll get this rhythm in the back of my in the back of my brain um i won't sing to the horse i talk to the horses but i won't sing to the horses but this rhythm and then the horses start to get into a rhythm of giving me it's it 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 brings you together music is a wonderful 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 thing um for our oh, mind oh yes the sound vibrations yes Yes. Yes. And you would be amazed at how horses will respond to, to music as well. There was um, actually a study about music and horses and television. 
that horses can actually learn by watching other horses on TV. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. Yes. Yes, it was it was interesting. Um, but I and I think it was um, horses just being at rest grazing and they put the TV on and played this video over and over and over for some horses who were just kind of fractious in the stall. And those horses started to settle down because they learned that that pattern of just being. So that was kind of cool. Anyhow. That's amazing. Actually, <laughs> that makes me want to have like a movie projector, outdoor projector for the pasture or something. <laughs> Set it up for them. Wouldn't that be something? I can't wait to see it. <laughs> Please tell me a little bit about how you teach people. Yes. Um, I did a session, a series of sessions um, here at my place. And it was called Lessons by Sessions. And the first thing was being, the first, very first session was being aware of your intent. And um, it was amazing that people didn't realize we got, we did a lot of, we do a lot of play things. It very, very interactive. My, my sessions are my clinics. And um, so we got to watch each other walking toward a horse. We got to watch each other grooming their horses and the horses expressions as i led them through okay take another deep breath slow down give to your don't do to your horse do with your horse and when when i got them mindful of their body and their body position the horses the ears were more forward they started horses that didn't really like grooming were asking for more grooming um, you know, settling and breathing into it. And these are the kind of things that I have people do at home with their horses um, to be mindful and to receive what the horse has to give. It's hard to do that. It really is unless you begin practicing it. So I'm so glad you're showing that to people. Well, it is, um, it's a life lesson for ourselves. Um, you know, what we talk about, working with the horses when you stop and think about it you will actually realize that your personal relationships will change as well because you're going to be more mindful you're going to be a little slower now now honestly this isn't for everybody because they're like okay here she goes with that woo woo stuff you know um no it's not it is absolutely what you need to be to be grounded and centered and all those words but if you could, t instead of all the words, the woo-woo words that we use, you're just going to be a little more at peace with yourself. Everybody wants a little, in this stressful world that we live in, everybody wants a little more peace within themselves. They want to be able to stop and smell the roses. Absolutely. And it reminds us to take responsibility of our own being. So that way, when we present ourselves to the horses, then the horse can relax and just know exactly where we are. Even if we are frustrated, at least we can say it out loud and be very congruent with what's inside to the outside. So I wanted to ask you, are there, are there still some things that surprise you during your sessions? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. My husband will, I'll have this look on me. Of course, he knows me. So I'll have this look on, on my face because I hide nothing. Everything is all over my face. And he, I'll just get this look. He'll say, what? 
This, the, the, the most amazing thing just happened. What you should be used to this by now. No, you never get used to it because if the same thing happens with two or three or four horses, it's still different because the horse presents each horse individually presents it differently. So there is no cookie cutter approach. Yes, you can, you can, we talked about this earlier, you can learn a formula, you can learn the muscles, you can learn the anatomy, but the give and take of the energy, that cannot be taught. That has to be learned. You have to open yourself up for that, to receive that, and only when you receive it can you give it. So that's what makes that's you know what makes me so different that's that's what makes me so out of the box now the other thing that makes me out of the box is i am a huge huge proponent of doing everything as naturally as possible um i my i have a you know a little background on me uh, yes i have an autoimmune disorder yes it took many years for them to diagnose it correctly i spent years on uh, high-powered opioid pain pills and um, steroids just to live and some days i could walk to walk and some days i couldn't some days i could lift my coffee cup some days i couldn't it jumped all over my body anyhow long story short being the natural person that i am yes i am thankful for modern medicine there is a reason that if i'm in a bad wreck and i need a good surgeon i want a good surgeon at my side trust me but other than that, I, I feel that, that the more natural that you can do things, the more your body can help and use it. Herbs and, you know, supplements and things like that are technically food. Um, unfortunately, marketing today, there's a lot of things out there that are synthetic. That people say, well, it's this, this, this. Well, it's synthetic. Now, your body is not going to process it the same. Your, it may have those innate properties, but if it's not natural to your body, your body's just going to eliminate it. So um, the same thing with, uh, and I'm going to get into motion here too with, with biomechanics. Um, sometimes too much support for any one thing makes it weaker because your body is relying on an outside source. We talked about AIDS with horses the other day when I was at your place. The same thing. The body has its own responsibility. And if you take that away, then the body doesn't know how to handle it. So um, body work in and of itself is a very, very natural therapy that can bring horses, um, keep them sound and performing, bring them back through rehab, you know, from an injury. Um, the, other, the other thing, my, one of my favorite things to say is um, it gets dark at night. We don't know what horses, you know, what happens with horses in the space of 24 hours and they come up to the barn and they're three-legged lame. I've had some four-legged lame, like, what happened to you? <laughs> you know, hello. Oh my goodness. Um, but, you know, these little checkups that I do, the, the stretches and the things that I do, that I teach people to do is very natural. It helps you, it helps your horse to kind of loosen up. Um, I'm, I'm going to go into a little bit of biomechanics because I think that's where I, um, identifying and I've done you know I've done a lot of continuing it and I've worked uh, not worked with but I've hosted lameness specialists and you know Lord knows I've used enough of them in my lifetime with horses what a horse does standing still 
And we are taking these forces through these passive movements and they can only go so far. How can we ask them to get a bigger movement in action if they can't even do it passively standing? Such a good point. So, um, and I'm not, you know, I use a lot of therapies. I use, I use all kinds of light therapy. Um, I, I suggest supplements as needed as, as my suggestion and my training would say, I always ask the client, well, what does the vet say? I will say that probably um, half, not quite half of my clients don't even, they're, they're well-versed in their horse care, in their horse management. And they'll say, well, I haven't called the vet yet. Well, you know, you might want to get some x-rays and a proper diagnosis. I can only help so much, but I am not a vet. I am not telling you what to do. I can make suggestions of things that you can try, but I prefer that you that you really work with your vet first, or at least get an okay or run it by them. What do you love teaching others about their horses? Is there anything else besides what you mentioned? I think I like most teaching about observations. Um, having that conversation with your horse by just looking at your horse, not just the eye, how your horse is standing, um, space. Now, I am a big proponent of, of well-mannered horses and good training. Um, unfortunately, you know, not everybody has that. And so I'm like, what? this is a perfect opportunity for you to learn how to spend some time with your horse. And um, so we make these observations. When is the horse uh, ready? If, if your horse is not really prepared for interaction with you, for whatever reason, take two seconds. Don't insist on two minutes. Take the two seconds and build on that. It's never a failure. There's, as long as your intent is there and you can get a smidgen, a smidgen of willingness with your horse, you can build on that. And anybody can do that. Anybody. It doesn't... It, an ounce of willingness from your horse could be, as, could be as little as you taking one step back from your horse. Your energy might be, you know, and here we go with the woo-woo, but your energy and your intent may be just too extreme for your horse to handle at that moment. Step back. Oh, that's so beautiful. Yep. <laughs> it's so simple, too. And, you know, I'm all about magic and using energy. So horses, you mentioned earlier, they are so sensitive, they can feel a lot more than the humans and they respond a lot quicker. What are, what are the responses that you usually get? Oh, wow. Okay. So breathing, the, probably the biggest response that I get that people don't notice is that the horse starts to change its own breathing pattern as he is, um, he, she, is settling into this, this is a good thing. Oh, wow. That I can let some of this stress go. We don't think about horses being stressed unless they're like in distress, but they, they really do. They have, they have stresses all of their own. So, um, yeah, breathing. Um, yeah, of course, the licking and chewing and um, the ears. Now, I do have something, you know, um, you're into energy and, and, and you can read this and you can follow the progression of. If the breathing quickens, just, just slightly, the ear will get 
a little harder. It may not even change position. Just gets a little more tense. And the next thing you know, when I'm not teaching, I teach these little pain, pain evaluations to do with horses when you're out on the road so you can help them for performance because I work with a lot of performance horses. But you can actually track that, that stress building up until that horse absolutely whaps you with his tail. Like I said, no, the, the feet don't move. I talk to them, you know, um, I do talk to horses. Um, you have a zip code. This is your zip code. I would prefer that you stay in this zip code or else we're going to have another discussion. And some horses will be, it could be the first time or the 27th time that I've worked with a horse. You can see, see the progression happening. The feet stay still and here comes the tail. And that's, that is a clue to me. I'm not being effective. I'm being, I'm being irritating. So I need to kind of slow down. I'll, you know, I'll have horses sometimes. It, and, I, and this is another thing, you know, I'll stand there and I'm just standing there. My hands are on the horse, but I'm not doing anything. No, I'm not. I am facilitating the horse to do something. I am making a way for that horse to relieve some tension or to release, to, you know, get rid of some baggage. But some horses, I have to slow way down. They don't, they're, my muscles are good. Just give me some energy. You know, that's, and that's, so I stand there and people look at me like, well, what are you doing? I'm, I'm standing, I'm just standing here. I'm technically I'm holding space, but I'm just here. And it may be a minute. It may be five minutes. I have had a horse stand there. Absolutely go to sleep. But well, close his eyes. My my hands don't move. And about five minutes later, that horse popped a sweat on the other side of his body, where that is, you know, fascial releasing and energy and recognition. And but those are all things that horses go through because they can't talk. They can't tell us. We can we can presume we know what's going on, but we really don't. It's, you know, it's, so it's entirely up to the horse to give it to us and us be able to recognize it. That's so beautiful. And I love watching you work and seeing you hold that space. It's, it's such a beautiful and it is a unique thing, but I'm so grateful that you take that time and you're that slow and that aware. Um, so you're talking about giving horses energy. What about when they give you energy? Have you had anything happen like that? Oh, I, yes, I, I shared this with you. Um, I'm sure over the years, I've had a lot of horses give me energy, but I had never recognized it. And I will tell you the story. Um, this, this horse in particular um, is an off-track thoroughbred that has had his issues. There were times that, that, I could work on him for maybe 90 minutes. And some of the, my initial sessions are two hours plus, depends on the horse. And it got to the point where um, I could maybe get to 40 minutes with him and he was just not having it. Um, I will tell you this, there was another body worker involved and he was having two different people. And, and so I suggested that to the owner, I said, I don't care if, he, if it's me or the other body worker, but we need to... It, this is just too much for him. He can't handle it. So she kept me on board. You know, I was the first one to start working with him. Anyhow, long story short, when I go to some of these barns, um, I may have four or five horses. 
And generally we have a routine. I'll tell you a funny story about a little red mare. Uh, but anyhow, so in the routine, you know, this horse's name, his name is Phoenix. And um, his pasture mate um, is always last. Phoenix is, is next to the last and his pasture mate is the last horse of the day. And as what happens all the time, when I start at a barn and I have many horses, the first and last horse, they're the most fortunate horses because the first horse gets all that fresh energy that I bring with me for the day. And the last horse gets every ounce that I have left in me. Doesn't matter how much, you know, I have. So, you know, in some days it gets, it gets weary, you know, it pulls on my energy a lot. So anyhow, this particular day, and it wasn't long ago, um, worked on um, Phoenix and he was just insistent that he just had to have some more work. And um, we did as we did, you know, I, I did my thing. And he got very, very quiet, you know, and amongst other things. I mean, he, he did other things and horses always do amazing things to me, anyhow. So uh, at the very end of the session, he made sure that he came over and thanked me. And they always do. They'll, they'll come over, they'll, they'll touch me and just kind of hold space for me as I'm recognizing this now because they almost all do it. And so I, you know, he gets put out to pasture and I'm working on the next horse. And I'm thinking to myself, wow, this is like first thing in the morning. This is like fresh energy. And I stopped and I thought about it. And I looked out and he there there's Phoenix out there in his pasture, but he's looking at me. And you know, I don't care how woo-woo you think this is, but I'm gonna tell you what. I was as refreshed and rejuvenated in my energy to work with this other horse um, who was also very thankful that I had all this energy because he was like, oh, yeah, I like this. So I got to thinking about it. And when things like that that are so profound happen to me, I can't help but share it. So everybody over the next two months at every barn that I go to, everybody's going to hear the story and they're going to look at me like my my clients that I've had for a long time. Well, that's all the time, Dave. What? You, what? No, it just, it's, 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 it's a light bulb moment for me. And it was, um, it's carried over. I still think about it. It, it really touched my soul. It, 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 it touched me very, very deeply. Um, my awareness that I'm thankful that I was able to be that aware. Now, I'll, I'll tell you the story about the little red mare real quick. Now, when I got first called to this barn, it was because nobody could touch this red mare. She couldn't, she would not take body work. She would not take her practice. She was flat, ugly. She was a red mare in all sense. And so I get called because I have this thing with red mares and stallions. Okay, so, uh, so I come out and she loves me. She's a little wary, but she, she loves me. She took the session and I get called back. I get a whole barn. But if she is not the first horse that I work on or work with, by the time I get to her, she is a holy terror. Temper tantrum. Stomping feet, switching tails, pinning ears, the whole nine yards. So, Yeah. Um, so the horses do recognize the energy and she, she likes the fresh energy of the day. 
it's not that the energy changes it's just that that in the morning the first thing the first horse it's very very fresh and horses react to that and respond to it. she's pretty clear that's pretty amazing thank you for sharing all that i love it um you're welcome i just thought just that story with phoenix was beautiful and, and you said he even rested his head on your chest is that right he did he did when he when he came and he thanked me you know they'll touch me and some were able to and it was unusual the way that he touched me he didn't just come over generally they'll just come over there and they'll stand and they'll they'll touch my hand but this was definitely on my chest this was not a um and and i'm not a big proponent of uh, well we were in each other's space for the whole session but generally if i'm just meeting a horse or i'm out somewhere um there are very clear boundaries that that need to be in place if you don't know a horse and you and you don't know the environment it's not that the horse has any ill intent towards you intent doesn't matter but if something were to spook that horse and i was in the near vicinity trust me i've got i've been stomped i've been you've got to stay safe with your horses and that's the other thing that um with all these these stretches and things that i teach people to do with their horses i try to teach you how to do them safely what I really loved is how you said you wanted to tell everyone that you encounter about this encounter and this light bulb moment about the horse giving you energy. And I think by doing that, you're offering everyone around you to explore more possibilities and to be more open to this energy that the horses want to give us. I think that's a beautiful thing. And the more you share it, the more it's going to present itself and you'll be even more aware of it. Well, yes, I, I, I think that once you're aware that it can be and you're open to it, then you can receive it. I have, um, I have several clients, um, barns that are, you know, performance barns where you have trainers and instructors and students and, you know, all of the above. And, and when I get an opportunity, well, you know me, if I get an opportunity to talk, I will. And um, my husband calls it. I get out there. I, I, I start holding court. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not on the box. I'm holding court. And when when I tell some of these stories about about what you can do and how much better it can be with your horse, and the look on on this, it's the students. It's the and they're not seven and eight. We're talking teenagers, maybe perhaps you know older people who are coming in back into riding and things like that they'll get this look on their face and, and it, it's like they had never entertained the thought that that is possible. Right. But when you tell them that it is, they start to seek it. It's the, um, I like to compare it to uh, you know, the light bulb moments of, of taking that ride when you have had four strides of the most perfect gait ever and you recognized it. It's not that you haven't had four strides before. It's just that you recognized it now. And when you recognize it, it will affect your life um, in, a, in a very, very positive fashion. Absolutely. Would you be able to share one of your success stories that you're really proud of with some of the horses you've worked with? So I have a horse that, that um, I still work with him and his brother. And... Um, this boy could buck. I mean, buck. 
we are talking warm blood, wide open bucking to the point that this, I was the horse's last stop. Um, vets, injections, drugs, chiropractor, acupuncture, you name it. Um, and he and his brother, they're, they're full brothers. Um, both, I guess they got it from the mayor. The mayor, their mama was, was, was a bucker. One, the brother is actually competing very, you know, very, very, pretty good high level FEI, um, is qualified and competed. Um, and he is lower level because of time. But both of these horses were either going to go to the slaughterhouse, even though legal, illegal, they were dangerous. And they are rideable and performing, and um, they are, yes, those horses will turn themselves into pretzels to show me exactly where they want their work. Um, so that was, a, that, was a, um, that was a success story. So... Um, I've got, you know, other success stories. I've got, um, I've got a club-footed mare that uh, should not excel in her sport, and she does. Um, but we keep her going with body work, and um, yeah, some some other tools that I have in my toolbox, my my patches and things like that. I've got, yeah, there's just there's just so many. I wouldn't do it if I didn't have success. Um, I don't think. I, I don't know. I guess I would because my heart would say I can't say no. Uh, I've got a full book, and yet somebody will call me and I'll say, "Okay, um, I'll come one time, and I'll, I'll I'll work with your horse, and I'll give you some guidelines, and I'll show you what to do, and then you're going to have to go from there because I just can't I I just can't possibly do. I have to have time for me, and 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 um, over the years I've pushed myself and pushed myself. And then it comes to the point that you have, you have to have energy. You have to have help. What good am I to anybody else if, I'm, if, I, if I can't be good to me? So true. So do you have any self-care tips for other body workers out there? Yes. Okay. So always be aware. Um, speaking from experience, uh, there's another good story about the, the, the horse that kicked me. Um, he just connected with me. It, it, was, it was not an intentful thing. Um, if you can imagine a Frisian cow kicking and it was in the winter time. And I, so I had all these layers on and he just went kind of tapped my, my vest and I just stood there and, you know, he was saying he'd had enough, just, you know, kind of slow down. And I was talking to somebody else and he said, Hey, emphatically, um, didn't knock me down or anything. And, and of course it was just, did that horse just kick me? <laughs> did that really happen? Um, the same horse I was working with and I was done with the session. And, um, a lot of times you'll see me in this position where I'm standing behind the horse and a lot of people want to do that. Um, but I'm staying and I've got, just got my hands on his rump and I feel this something on my leg. I thought maybe one of the cats came over, was rubbing on my leg and I looked down and I didn't even feel him shift because I, I wasn't paying attention. And he was tapping me with his hind leg saying, excuse me, excuse me, move. I would like to really, really stretch this leg out. Um, so <laughs> so um, be aware of your body position is, is um, they want any massage school that you go to, 
they always talk about your proper bio, body biomechanics, that it w- you can assist that with people, not so much with horses, because you are right there in the moment what that horse needs. And I have been known to pretty much turn myself into a pretzel to access two things that this horse needs right now. He said he needs it. My body feels that he needs it. I'm going to do this and hope that nothing scary happens in um, some of these positions. And I'm in my 60s. I don't move like I used to. Um, Yeah, I'd be on the ground and hopefully the horse would not be on top of me. So be aware of your body mechanics and be aware of where your body is at all times. Definitely important. Do you do any kind of um, stretching or yoga or other body work for yourself? Oh, I try. I try. Um, Breathing. I do stretch. I have... um, I have a few stretches that I that I do, you know, more for my upper body. Um, I really need to do more for my lower body because I, I just I take everything in my hips, um, I position, I pivot, you know, putting myself into these positions that I'm not supposed to. Um, yes, I should be doing more, but um, I think yoga is a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful thing. And tai chi because oh, yes. of the movement, you get range. Of um, I have. Okay, I'm old. I have VHS tapes. <laughs> I have a VHS player. But Tai Chi um, was one of my favorites to practice, and I haven't done it for years. Um, life gets in the way. You just forget about these things. When I was talking about music earlier, yes. sometimes um, I still even have music um, CDs that I had when I had a human bodywork practice music that I would play and I can hear, I can still hear that music and I still have those CDs and that will put me into a flow. And I don't know if you, now I'm going back into, oh, this was way back in maybe the sixties, the um, um, isotonic, isometric um, work that people used to do. Um, But there's a rhythm and a flow to that. And I'm very much into the music allowing me to get into that flow and that rhythm. And that does wonders for me, um, taking the tension out of my body, which is exactly what I'm doing um, with horses. It, it, my definition of uh, body work is I am facilitating the release of abnormal tension to bring a, a, a being back into balance. That's beautiful. So, yeah, yeah, yeah I hadn't thought about that for a while, but um, so yes, uh, stretching. Um, I have a massage therapist. Oh, good. Uh, yes, that is. Um, but it, um, it's very deep tissue, very, um, very much. It's more like structural integration is what this 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 girl does for me. Um, she unfortunately had to close down, of course, you know, with our our coronavirus and and whatnot. So I haven't had body work, but that technically, um, the girl that I had before moved back to Germany. Um, she was fabulous and she kept me going. So when, that was the reason why, I, I think one of the reasons why I, I would even thinking about going and doing exercises because my, the body work that I was receiving was so good for my body. So if you don't have time to go join a class or, or go do something, find a good body worker, a good body worker. If you, if you do go to somebody and you're not happy with it, 
trying another one because we all have a style. We all have an energy um, and we all have a different intent. That's a really good point. You have to really feel into what feels best and use your intuition for that too. Yes. Yes. Okay. I have two more questions for you. (laughs) Uh, So is there something you wish people would ask you? (laughs) Um, Yes, there is. What more can I do for my horse? Ah, so beautiful. I love that. And what often is the uh, response that you give them or just depends on the horse? Intent and focus. Um, If you will have more intent and focus, and I'm not intent intent on accomplishing a goal. Intent, um, it's making me think of the cartoon about mindful. Is your mind full or are you mindful of the present, you know, being in the present with the horse? Um, Yeah. And if you can learn to control yourself, your emotions, focus on being with the horse um, like I said, I, I don't do things to the horse. I do things with the horse. And if more people would have that um, logo, may the horse be with you. <laughs> always. Yes. How about may you be with your horse always? Absolutely. Uh, so my last question is, if you could leave the horse world with three specific things that you'd like them to know or utilize in their lives with their horses, what would those three things be? Don't wait until it's an emergency to call your vet. Learn to observe your horses, learn your animals, learn to observe your horses and pick up earlier because a lot of these um, lamenesses and things like that could absolutely have been avoided. Um, if the owner was a, was a little more aware and observant. Body work is a good thing for your horse. It's not a luxury. Um, your horse, if you are competing or using your horses, you know, any more than, it's, if you're only using your horse once a week, absolutely. But, <laughs> but um, because you're, you're, you're not building up, you're, you're tearing down. Um, but it's not a luxury. All athletes have a program that they follow and body work is much more than just massage. Um, and I'm going to say, I'm going to make an improper comment here. If you have somebody come out and do work with your horse and you are not seeing results, find somebody else. If your horse is not responding well to that person, what good is it? It, it won't last. You want something that's going to last. And um, always ask questions. If, if there's something that you don't know, if there's something that you think you know everything about and somebody else has a different approach to it, ask them why. Um, ask questions. Be observant. Um, yeah. Oh, thank you so much, Dee, for chatting with me. And how can people find you? Um, actually, I'm on Facebook, Equine Body Work and Integrated Therapies. 
um, you can hit me up. Um, my personal page is D Wesley, D Wesley seven. You'll see me. There's four stuff all over my pages. Um, I have an online store, um, is my only kind of website and I will be blogging through there. Um, and however, that store, when you look at the, um, there's a, there's a section called issues and, um, it tells you little things that you can do with your horse in between as well as supplements. Um, it's equine solutions, naturally.com. I do consultations. So I am available by phone, you know, messenger, text, chat. I'm happy to do that. Um, I do charge for consultations, but it's a, it's a, it's a one-time fee per horse. So if you call me one time about your horse and we get into a lengthy, not just asking a question, but a lengthy conversation. Um, and then I kind of follow through with you until, until you resolve the issue. So, um, I do that, um, generally Mondays and Fridays are my, um, open days for that. I'm happy to consult. I'm happy to chat. I have lots of tools in my, in my, um, toolbox and I've got lots of tools out of the box. I'm very out and out of the box person. Absolutely. Well, thank you again so much for doing this. It was my pleasure, Beth. I look forward to seeing your horses again. Yes. And, um, we do too. I, I, think, I think maybe, um, people will be more aware of how to be aware with their horses. Yes. Through this. And that's, that's exactly what we want. Um, I'm going to just close out and say, Thank you again, and may the horse be with you, always. Always. I do hope you enjoyed this podcast. Please reach out if you'd like to hear more on inspiredriding.com. Remember to lead with kindness for yourself and for your horse. And may the horse be with you, always. Always.